Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hello, my party people. Happy Friday, you guys. It's officially six weeks until the end of the year, and I am a little bit freaking out. Did the end of the year sneak up on anybody else? Like, did anybody else look up and you're like, oh, wow, the year is basically gone? Yeah. Last I remember, it was Halloween, and that usually tells me the end of the year is coming but not here and then I feel like I blinked and it's here and I just feel like tomorrow is going to be Christmas and I'm not prepared at all to be honest I'm generally someone who rounding up their holiday shopping when Black Friday the end of November comes around and this year I have bought for approximately two people out of everyone that I need to buy for so um yeah little bit freaking out if you're if you're in that same boat welcome sister welcome to my boat of freaking out we have the cbd over here and a nice bed for naps here we have some pillows over there in that corner that you can see you can shove your face into and scream just kidding i don't have a palace of overwhelmed but if I did I imagine that is what it would probably look like (laughs) maybe a room full of boxing equipment maybe one of those smash rooms where you like smash the you know like all the things like they give you plates and cups and old TVs and a baseball bat and crowbars and you just go to town smashing things if I had a an overwhelm place I feel like that's what it might look like all right guys happy friday thanks for tuning in with me again today i wanted to to chat with you today about well about navigating the holidays after trauma and loss because the holidays they are so fun for so many people and i truly do love the holidays But I also think there's a healthy space for us to recognize that the holidays aren't always happy and cheerful and that sometimes people are hurting during the holidays. And I recently 
been on this journey of exploring how sharing only positive birth stories is just as damaging as sharing traumatizing birth stories. And it's something that as, you know, Tranquility by Hehe in the birth lounge, we are, we're working on, we're trying to address this. We're trying to find that balance of how do we appropriately share positive birth stories and empower people to know that they can do this while also sharing the realities that birth doesn't always go as planned and you can navigate that. I'm not sure exactly about that. Like I say, we're still we're still kind of figuring that out, but I do have some experience in loss and trauma and navigating the holidays after that. Holiday season can be so hard for those who have experienced loss, especially someone who has experienced loss that year the holidays are generally a time that we recap on the year of course this year 2020 may be a little different because not a lot of people are probably going to feel like recapping so much however <clears throat> doesn't mean that the holidays are any less painful for anyone who has experienced loss or trauma of any kind this year i am going to be talking about pregnancy loss, infant loss, and birth trauma. So please let this serve as your trigger warning. I will be as gentle as possible. As always, you know I never intend to set out to hurt someone. But as we navigate these sticky topics, I really encourage you and invite you to listen with an open mind and if you're not someone who has experienced loss, please listen from the ear shot, the ear point, the viewpoint of a friend and how you might be able to support someone through the holiday season. At a time that so many people are expected to be automatically happy and cheery and bright-eyed, this time of year can be super painful for people to have to pretend that they're not dying on the inside or they have this incredible hole in their heart from something that they don't have or didn't get this year. One mother described it to me as a dark place of heartbreak and anger. Throughout my work with mothers who have experienced loss or any kind of trauma, specifically birth trauma, I have found that having a structure of mindsets to help you survive in a high-stress situation is helpful. I was considering a survival guide for the holidays for expecting parents who have experienced loss or birth trauma, but then I thought, why not just a general survival guide for people who are coping with loss no matter where you are in that journey? So let's get started. Number one, know your limits. So your job is to know and set boundaries. It's other people's job to respect those boundaries. You have the right to pick and choose what events that you attend and which events feel too overwhelming or too hard emotionally. 
You can be honest with folks too. It's okay to say you aren't ready yet or to say it's just too hard. And if that's too painful, think about having an excuse thought out beforehand. Think about having a general excuse that you have kind of stored in the back of your mind that is easy, that you don't have to think about, and that you are able to kind of pull quickly in the middle of conversations when people invite you to things that you know will be too much for you. Setting limits is not selfish. It's, it's, you know, it's protective of yourself. You have to be able to take care of yourself mentally if you're going to be able to move through this space in life. I try not to use the term move on or move past because that almost insinuates that you've left this piece of your life and story and yourself behind. While some people choose to do that, there are so many people who it's very much ingrained in their story and you don't want to forget this piece of you. And for that, I see you. I'm holding that space for you. It is a part of you. It's a big part of you. It's a part of your story. And I know there's something better coming your way. Number two, share your feelings. Or don't. Either way, you must advocate for yourself. And this can look like asking to be left alone or acknowledging the fact that you want to share something that is helping you, but you're not sure the people around you are ready to receive that. It's also okay to communicate to the people around you what will help you, especially if they're doing unhelpful things, but they're trying their hardest. Politely share with your community the people who love you and want to support you, how they can support you. So many times people try to support because they love you and they just don't know how. It's okay to share with them tips that are helpful to you and in turn making them more helpful going to make them feel good it's going to allow them to play the role and hold that space for you and it's going to allow you to receive that support in a way that is helpful this can be said for birth trauma as well if sharing your birth story is not the most comfortable thing for you or if you experienced birth trauma and you don't want to share your birth story yet people keep asking because this is your baby's first christmas very natural question for people to want to hear about your birth story you can politely guide that conversation so not only can you know your own limit and set that boundary of I don't want to talk about this but you can also let people know what's not helpful to say I've I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say something unhelpful or something seemingly really rude and they didn't even know they had no idea you would think that this would come from people who had never had children or didn't spend a lot of time around pregnant people but it's not always the case sometimes other people who have had children before other mothers can say really harmful things 
sometimes people just don't know. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, it's not my job to teach them. And I hear you on that too. But teach them for yourself. Don't teach them for them. Teach them so that you never have to experience this again. Teach them so the next time you have a conversation with them, they remember what's helpful and what's not. Teach them for you. Number three, respecting your own personal boundaries. This is similar to number one of knowing your own limits. Slightly different because at some point, you're going to find yourself in a situation that you thought you could handle, but turns out you weren't quite ready. Now, this is different than knowing your limits because you had checked in with your limits. You decided that this was a a limit that you could handle, but once you got there, you decided you didn't want to be there anymore. And that's okay. But you have to know when to take a moment for yourself. You have to know how to connect with your body and begin to recognize your body's signs of feeling overwhelmed. And then I want you to remove yourself before you feel totally out of control. Feel free to go sit out in your car for a moment, spend a few minutes in the bathroom, or maybe you dip out completely say thank you, say your goodbyes, give that canned response excuse that we've practiced, and go home. It's okay. You're under no obligation to entertain people. You're under no obligation to make social appearances. But you are responsible for your mental health. And you deserve to be healthy. You deserve to have your boundaries respected. And that starts with you. That starts with you respecting your own boundaries. Recognizing when you're feeling out of control, overwhelmed, and doing something about it to bring your body and your mind back to being grounded. All right. Number four is to know when things are bigger than you. And I know this probably sounds kind of silly and you're like, well, lots bigger than me. I obviously have had a lot of loss and I've experienced some trauma in my past. I clearly understand that things are bigger than you. But what about that one friend or relative who just won't get it? No matter how hard you try, they just won't not ask that question. They just won't not pester you about this particular subject. We all have that person and they're so annoying and frustrating. It's not your job to help every single person you encounter understand your story or understand where you've been, but it is your job to recognize when you're causing yourself more stress than will pay off in the end. Meaning, if having this conversation is going to leave you in a bad mood and in a funk and spiraling mentally for the rest of the day, it's probably worth avoiding that person at the family gathering. It's probably worth telling Aunt Jane, Hey Aunt Jane, I love you so much. 
this is not a discussion I want to have right now. That goes back to setting boundaries and knowing how to appropriately communicate those to the people around you so that they can properly support you. I'm going to link a blog all about my bigger than you approach and this is what I use when interacting with challenging situations in my daily life and I also I teach clients to do this as well in motherhood when we have much less control than we do in pregnancy and birth. I think uh, a healthy dose of being able to recognize when things are bigger than you is one of the most magical tools that you can possibly put in your toolbox. All right, number five, it's okay to not be okay and to say no. I know you've heard both of these before. It's okay to say no. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to not be okay. But these are important. Refer back to number one where it says it's okay to not only pick and choose what events you go to, but also to be honest with people. Go back to number three where I say, you know, recognize and remove yourself from situations that are anxiety provoking from you that are overwhelming that are making you feel unsafe i can't stress it enough how okay it is to not be okay literally everyone everyone has had moments where they were not okay you shouldn't expect yourself to have to push through that and i don't think anybody else around you expects you to not before you're ready at least I also want to say for the people who have birth trauma and are navigating that in this season, it's okay to be sad for what you don't have or you didn't get in your birth story. It's okay to be sad that things didn't turn out like you had expected, hoped for, and planned for. It's okay to feel like you prepared in every single way and you did all of the things right and you did everything you could and you still didn't get your dream birth that's not your fault that's not your fault it is okay to be sad and it is okay to not be okay and my last tip for you if you've experienced loss this year I want you to start a new tradition to remember your baby. This one can be fun and it can look like anything you want. I urge you to make it a celebration rather than a remembrance. I used to work with a family that got donuts each year to celebrate their angel baby's birthday. They had two kids after their loss who knew what the holiday was and looked forward to it because they wanted to discuss their baby brother every year. It was obviously challenging to explain this concept to young children but this family did it and they made it a fun time of year for celebration and they they opened the opportunity for their children to be able to have conversations hard conversations with their parents openly it can be as formal as you like or as informal as you like It can be any style that you want. Part of this healing process is pushing yourself a healthy amount. But also recognizing that healing 
is not linear. Your path isn't going to look like their path, and their path isn't going to look like yours, and that's okay. Recognize the work that you still have to do, and then get to it. It doesn't have to be fast, and it doesn't have to be gigantic steps. It can be baby steps. But just start moving. It's okay to remember that sometimes the only cure is time. Surrounding yourself with those who care about you and who will support you in the ways that you're receptive to or at least are open to hearing how you want to be supported, that will be essential during this time of your life. Be vigilant on how much you push yourself during the holidays. It's already a really stressful time of year. Remember it's okay to say no and to respect your own boundaries. If you are a friend or family member of someone who has had a less than dreamy birth story or experienced loss of any kind this year, I have two tips for you on how you can properly support your friend and family member. Number one, just check in. Knowing that someone is there even if they don't fully understand what you're going through, can be a complete game changer when you are navigating life after loss of any kind. Loss of your dream birth or loss of a child. Set a reminder on your phone and check in with your friend who has experienced loss or trauma. Once a week is plenty and a simple message of, Hi, checking in, sending hugs, XO, is plenty enough. The second thing I have to tell you is receive what's helpful. Meaning when someone who has experienced loss or trauma shares with you that you can do X, Y, or Z and it is helpful, be receptive to that. Release your own expectations of what you think that person might need or what you think that person might want as far as support. But also recognize they may not know what they need for support. And that's okay. Checking in and being open to how they want to be supported You can't go wrong with those two. I look forward to the holidays this year for many reasons. I'm getting to see my family for the first time all year long. Since 2019, I haven't seen my family. I'm looking forward to putting a close to 2020. Starting 2021, fingers crossed it's a much better year. Hugs and kisses and warm embraces to everyone out there who is headed into this holiday season after loss or trauma of any kind. Stay strong out there and remember to lean on your village when you need. You're always welcome at our table here. XO. Hee hee. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident. Just a friendly reminder that nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast. Side effects may include educated adults, informed decision-making skills, and consensual care. Tranquility by Hehe and the Birth Lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast. The birth parent deserves all the credit.